field crest towards Clanton. Um, turn around. I was driving down Clanton. I'm turning around and see if I can find him again. This is at Columbus, subject to 1074, electronic ID aware. NCJA 1014. Headquarters to 11 NCJA 1014. Law enforcement agencies throughout North Carolina and our country are facing many issues. New methods of training, staffing shortages, and administrative personnel that are retiring left and right seemingly, and that leaves agencies in need of leaders. With practically every new hire, an agency gets younger in both physical age and practical experience. Because of the latter, many chiefs and sheriffs are looking outside of their agencies to fill administrative roles, and those decisions can kind of create their own problems. So in response, the North Carolina Justice Academy has heard the call of law enforcement executives, and these discussions led to the creation of this episode's topic, the Leadership Certificate Program. Hello, everyone. I'm your podcast host, Kirk Puckett. The Leadership Certificate Program is a 400-hour pursuit toward leadership excellence for law enforcement. By combining a requirement of core and elective courses, the North Carolina Justice Academy provides participants the ability to attain advanced leadership training without the expense and extended time away from home and work, which is often associated with those advanced programs. So in essence, this program helps law enforcement agencies grow their own internal leaders. My guests today are Kevin Tingen and Matt Sweet, who are instructor developers on the East Campus and both integral parts of the leadership program. Once again, we are social long distancing as I'm working from my home studio, which is also known as the bedroom closet. Kevin and Matt are perched in their respective places, and this trio is brought together through the miracles of modern technology and the woman who knows how to make it work, producer-director Ramona Higgins. Kevin, I just gave what I think to be kind of a Cliff Notes version of the program, but I know it came to life on the heels of a predecessor program, and there's a lot more than I discussed in this first 60 seconds. So if you will, let's start out by walking us through a little of that history and then take our listeners into a more in-depth introduction of the program. Sure. Thanks, Kurt. The NCJA first started really going intensive with leadership training back in the late 80s. Uh, Dr. B.K. Simerson developed the first uh, management development program, or MDP, in 1988, and the first session ran in January of 89 that year. And uh, that program stayed with um, with the academy through 2018. So it lasted 30 years before uh, we uh, we started really making any major changes to it. And so and that's kind of what led us to where we are today with the leadership certificate program. Well, I know that this program is probably more intense than some of those past programs have been. Can you kind of give us a little bit of an overview of what the new leadership certificate program looks like? Well, from our standpoint, the leadership certificate program uh, gives the uh, student a lot more flexibility to attain uh, a more advanced leadership training. Um, The MDP program was an awesome program. Uh, One of the issues that um, would often come up, though, is that it was a huge, huge commitment, and uh, it lasted for about 10 months. 
So if, if you were going to be part of the leadership program before, uh, chiefs and and whoever was sending personnel to the program had to commit to to sending people away at least one week a month for 10 straight months. And, um, and so that became an issue for a lot of places. Many agencies through the state um, were very committed to that program and still are today. But um, it excluded a lot of the smaller agencies, a lot of agencies that just couldn't afford to send someone away that long. And um, and so what the leadership certificate program does, uh, it allows you to accumulate your hours over time and through the um, through going through several different courses that are focused on leadership. So in a sense, you know, I, I don't know that it's more intensive per se, but it it makes it more achievable for a lot more agencies throughout the state. Okay, so I, I know obviously throughout my law enforcement career, there were a lot of different leadership programs available to law enforcement. And I guess the granddaddy that comes to mind is the Administrative Officers Management Program, more commonly referred to as AOMP, which is offered through North Carolina State. So I think what you all have done at the Academy through the Leadership Certificate Program is developed a, a different way of bringing these courses together. So let's talk about some of the key requirements for the Academy's leadership program. What sets it apart? And and as best I can recall from my research, it looks like there's more of a menu rather than just, hey guys, here it is, that students actually can choose different pieces of the course that they wish to concentrate in, kind of like they were doing a, a major in college. Yes, exactly. Uh, I'm glad you brought up AOMP. Uh, I'm graduate of AOMP myself from uh, session 32. And, you know, back in the day, that was early 2000s when I went. Um, that was really one of the first areas where I began to experience advanced leadership training. And it made a huge difference in who I wanted to become as a leader. Uh, and in fact, I, I still use some of the, the lessons that I learned in AOMP back then in the lessons that I teach today. And, um, but like you were saying, the leadership certificate program, uh, yeah, in a sense, there is a menu there. There, there are eligible courses that can be completed that can help you achieve your 400 hours. Um, you know, all of them are centered on leadership and have some type of, uh, a push towards helping leaders to expand their knowledge and their skill set. Um, we, of course, we've got the core requirements that we'll talk about which are the NCGA Leadership Institute and the Leadership Development for Law Enforcement Managers. Uh, both of those are integral parts of the program. Uh, but also, like, if you went through the general instructor course through the academy, uh, a lot of the general instructor course is focused on helping you develop as a leader. And so that course is an eligible course that you could use towards accumulating your hours. Your background investigations is another one. You know, it's kind of investigative in its nature, but it's also something that every leader today especially need to know to make sure they're bringing in personnel that are going to be an asset to them and, and not a not a liability. You know, another is budgeting for, for police managers or law enforcement managers. Um, you know, every chief alive has to, to deal with the budget and deal with, uh, with uh, the financing of their agency and, you know, that adds to their skill set. And so if you were taking a course like budgeting, then, you know, that's going to add to the, uh, the ability to achieve the leadership certificate program as well. So I guess suffice to say, if a student were looking at this menu of courses to choose from, it probably would behoove them 
to to not necessarily select courses that they already have some proficiency in, but to select from those courses where there might be a little weakness or, to put it in better terms, uh, opportunity for professional development. And I think that's one of the assets of this program is that a student can tailor it to his or her needs. Yes, exactly. You know, just the fact that we open it up both to sworn and non-sworn personnel, uh, we wanted to, to set it up in a way that it was flexible, that, you know, if you're a sworn officer, you know, you're going to need more things that are focused on what sworn officers have to deal with. But we also wanted to open up opportunities for your non-sworn uh, leaders as well in the criminal justice system because, you know, we, we serve telecommunicators, we serve uh, corrections, we serve uh, detention through the county. And a lot of times these folks don't always get the same opportunities when it comes to things like leadership training. So we wanted to add that in as well. So talk a little bit more about that, Kevin, sworn and non-sworn. You know, I think when people in general, especially law enforcement guys, think about the Justice Academy outside of telecommunications, they're always thinking everything down there is a sworn track. When you all are having those discussions, talking about creation of the leadership certificate program, how, how did the non-sworn criminal justice employee factor into this? Uh, it's something that the Academy, I think, is, has been trying to improve on throughout the years is that, you know, we're here serving the entire criminal, criminal justice community. Um, you know, it's not just one. You know, the the fact you've got corrections, the fact you've got telecommunications, um, you know, we, we all work together and we're all working towards the same goal. We just have different ways of getting there. And so um, with the leadership certificate program, you know, we've chose courses that you could take that are specific to the job that you do and will still allow you to develop as a leader in that field. So I, I don't want to bore you with old stories, but my training, every class that I took was pretty basic. Classes would begin on a specific day, usually at 0800. We took an hour for lunch, then we were back until five o'clock. The Academy's leadership program is anything but that ancient model that I took. So walk us through what a typical student day is like, and you touched on this a little bit earlier, but not only that day, but what that means to the students and their agencies. Well, I mean, you know, traditionally, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, if it's a 40-hour course, you start on Monday at 0800, uh, you're out by five, and, you know, that happens every day through Friday. Um, in some ways, we still stick to that. You know, if especially if we're doing a live course, you know, that works well for most people. And so we, we still have that structure. Uh, but now, and, and, you know, COVID played into this a lot as well, is, you know, we brought in virtual training as a means of, uh, of getting classes in in many ways. And for many courses, not all of them, like just not every course is, is uh, you know, practical for virtual training, but many are. And so now, you know, a student can sit in their uh, in their living room or in their in their house, just like we're doing on this call right now. And they can still get the training that they need without having to travel for it and without having to uh, to deal with the expense of travel and uh, any of the the other factors that play into it. Um, We also have strictly online courses that, you know, a student can complete on their own time and at any time of day. And, you know, if they're working night shift at 0300, they can be working on their, their course. And um, so there's just so many other uh, opportunities you have now than you had over a traditional schedule. 
Well, and, and I think that within itself is just an, an awesome idea concept that the Justice Academy had. And, and of course, you and Matt for being part of making this course get up off of paper and come into reality. And of course, you mentioned COVID and the effect that it has had on us. But, you know, to me, if I were a chief or a sheriff, and I'm looking at sending a guy to a 400-hour course, the first thing I'm thinking about is I've lost this guy for 400 hours. And even though I want him to be a leader, I want him to be developed, losing him for 400 hours is going to be kind of detrimental to this agency. And how do we work around that? So the, the flexibility that you put into this and having the ability to work from home, and I think just the old terminology at your own pace, that you don't have to be in there at 0800 and stay until five o'clock that afternoon. For the current students that you have in the program, have you seen this kind of grow into greatness without really planning it that way? Uh, absolutely. The um, We just did our first week of the Leadership Institute. We did it completely virtually. Uh, that was not the way it was planned. I mean, it was supposed to be a three-week course all life. Um, the good thing about the uh, the way the courses are set up is that really for most courses, and, and I'm thinking maybe other than general instructor, if you were to use that as one of your electives, uh, most courses, you know, you spend 40 hours and you go back to work, you go back home, and you're you're back to your normal schedule. Um, you know, even with the Leadership Institute, it's it's a 120 hour course, but we do 40 hours once a month for three months. And that way it became, it's not as much of a burden on the student or on their families or on their work to uh, to be away for that long. And to me, that's the pure value of this, in addition to the instruction, of course, but that flexibility in there, that's going to make it a lot easier for a chief or a sheriff to sign off or a guy or a lady in his agency to go, <laughs> yeah, go do this. I want you to, to make this happen. Well, if he hasn't dozed off, Matt Sweet was introduced earlier as an instructor developer on the East Campus of the Justice Academy. And Matt, there are a couple of core components in the Academy's leadership certificate program. And when we think of core components, that means I got to take it and I better be there. I want to talk about two of those. First, tell us about leadership development for law enforcement managers. Okay. So I want to start off with saying thanks, Kirk, for having me. I, I appreciate the time to talk about this. Um, the leadership development for law enforcement managers, but of course, it's kind of near and dear to my heart. I've been teaching it since 2014. Um, and it's a 40-hour course. It's a Monday through through Friday course. It's a facilitation-led course. Uh, it, it, every student in that classroom turns out to be part of the instructional team, uh, and we all learn from each other. In fact, every class I run, I uh, learn something new every time. So I really enjoy doing that. Um, we we go over a bunch of different concepts in there. Uh, starting off with emotional intelligence, which to be honest with you, when I, when I came down and was offered to pay, do an interview for the Justice Academy in 2013, that was something I had to do a presentation on, and I was not familiar with it. And, and the more I've worked with it and, and seen the benefits of it, uh, it, it shouldn't just be taught in leadership classes. It, but, you know, along with that, we talk about uh, different styles of, of leadership, ethical, credible, servant leadership, which is which is huge. Um, we also have we did a couple of years ago, we did a um, survey to see what was missing out of the course or what students wanted. 
And, and what one of the main things that came back is is I'd like to know what kind of leader I am. So we've instituted that in this in this program where we do a behavioral assessment to gauge leadership style. Now it's not, you know, uh, it's not cookie cutter or anything like that, and it's not 100% accurate. It's just given a base baseline knowledge of of what kind of uh, leadership style you're going to tend to go to or based on, based on honest answers on a behavioral assessment that you give. Matt, another component of the North Carolina Justice Academy Leadership Institute, and my understanding is this portion of the program goes beyond the Justice Academy and includes a partnership with higher education. Yes, absolutely it does. I know Kevin's been involved in a lot of meetings about this um, with the UNC School of Government, Wake Tech Community College. Uh, and I'm going to let Kevin kind of go into that more. Yeah, the NCJA Leadership Institute uh, mentioned earlier is the 120-hour course and is, is the other key component of the Leadership Certificate Program. This course kind of grew out of the former MDP program. And what it does is it focuses on five key leadership practices. Uh, there's The first one is called Model the Way. And of course, that's every leader who's ever been a leader has heard, you know, you know, you lead by example. And that's where we really take that apart and, and to say, what does it mean to lead by example? And so that's the first practice called Model the Way. And of course, these practices were created by uh, authors, um, Kuzis and Posner. And uh, it's in a book they wrote called The Leadership Challenge. It's not anything I came up with. It came from people much smarter than me. But uh, uh, the second practice is uh, called Inspire a Shared Vision. And, you know, you can't get anywhere if you can't see where you're going. And so what we really focus on in Inspire a Shared Vision is how to take the organization, get everybody on the same sheet of music and headed in the same direction. And everybody has a good idea of this is what we're trying to achieve and how do we get there. Uh, the third one's called Challenge the Process. Um, now, this can be a difficult one for law enforcement, especially because cops hate change. But challenge process means you must change some things. You're constantly looking for ways to improve what you're doing and ways to make things better. And so we spend a lot of time dealing with how do we challenge the process? How do we make things better? Uh, the fourth practice is called enabling others to act. And with enabling others to act is, is helping you as a leader learn and help your people learn that they are trusted by you. And that, uh, you know, they are free to take some risk and do some things that may be outside the box. And uh, and in that way, you're helping them develop as leaders themselves. And so you're able enabling your people to to become better at what they do. And then finally, the last practice is called encourage the heart. And that in and of itself is is a way of encouraging people just to uh, to grow and develop and and to believe in themselves. And, uh, you know, we want our leaders to be able to guide the people that they're responsible for. And so encouraging the heart will help to get them there. You mentioned the, uh, the higher education. One of the aspects of the Leadership Institute that we were looking at was partnering with institutes of higher education. And in this case, we partnered with the UNC School of Government. And so uh, in the second week of the Leadership Institute, it is presented completely by the uh, the faculty of the UNC School of Government, and so and this is an opportunity that you know agencies 
if they were to have to do it on their own, uh, it would cost them lots and lots of money to do it just from the the way the school is set up and, and the way it does. But by doing it through the Leadership Institute, um, you know, agencies are able to save those funds and still get the education from the school of government that uh, that's offered through there. And then in week three, we come back together and uh, deal with some more practical issues like dealing with the media, uh, dealing with CALEA accreditation standards, dealing with recruiting and retention. That's uh, it's always a, a huge issue for for agencies today is is bringing people on and once you get them there how do you keep them there and so that's kind of the in, the leadership institute in a nutshell so we've all heard that old adage he or she is a born leader and i've yes. never really bought into that i'm not sure that people are born leaders i think they are developed and it certainly sounds like the north carolina justice academy's leadership certificate program is doing just that by developing leaders so we certainly hope that this discussion has piqued some interest among our listeners in this new academy program. Kevin, let's begin to wrap things up by telling folks who may be interested in getting more information, or better yet, how to enroll. How do they go about that? Absolutely. If uh, if they will go to the North Carolina Justice Academy website and look under Certificate Programs, and just pull up the link to the Leadership Certificate Program from there, then uh, they will find all the information on what the program entails, and they'll also find an online application there as well. And so they can fill everything out there on the uh, the website and get things started. Okay, so are there any precursors or requirements or anything that you have to do minimum number of years in service or take a course before you enroll, anything like that that our folks need to know about? Yeah, the participants in the program should have at least three years of experience in and in a criminal justice agency. Now, again, that's sworn or non-sworn. Um, they need the endorsement of their chief or director or regional director. And uh, it's preferred, too, that they also either be in a supervisory role or in a, an official leadership role. But I'll leave that to the... Um, the definition of the chief and what they see as a leader. Um, a lot of agencies, you know, you can't just say, well, because someone's a sergeant, they're a leader. In a lot of agencies, you don't have the rank structure needed, but you still have your leaders there who may not necessarily wear the rank. And so, you know, that doesn't exclude someone from uh, from being part of the program. If, they're, uh, if their chief or the regional director says, I need to develop this person as a leader. Kevin Tingen and Matt Sweet are instructor developers for the North Carolina Justice Academy based on the East Campus in beautiful downtown Salemburg, and both are integral parts of the Academy's new Leadership Certificate Program. As Kevin said, this course is open to both sworn and non-sworn criminal justice employees, and enrollment is ongoing and easily accessible right here on the Academy's website. Thanks for listening to NCJA 1014. Be sure to check back periodically for new podcast topics. Until next time, stay safe. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. If you have any questions that you would like answered, please contact us. Send any questions or topics you would like to hear discussed to ncjainformation at ncdoj.gov. We're here for you.